Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel Matthews. I've made myself ready for you. We can now be we can now begin the sacred act of recording our podcast together. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. My body is ready for you. I've I've applied the ointments you prefer. I've put a, I've tied a scarf around your microphone. I've tied thirteen scarves around your microphone, mm-hmm. just like that old man from Aerosmith likes it. Mm-hmm. I've tied twelve scarves to my microphone because I know it's more important. It's important for you that I, you have more scarves always. Mm-hmm. And now we're ready to record Rose Buddies. This is Rose Buddies. Thank you for joining us. I'm out of, out of breath. I just ran to the fridge to get a beer and changed into my gym shorts, my podcasting shorts. I wanted to make a safe, comfortable environment for you to record a podcast in. And I know that means me drunk in gym shorts. With scarves. With so many fucking 50, 25 scarves between the two of us. It's a great deal of scarves. Mm-hmm. Baby, I'm in a great mood. Oh, good. We've been tearing through Are You The Ones, episodes two through five. Yes. If that's confusing to you, you missed last week's episode. Yes. So last week we watched episode one of season three of Are You the One? And a lot of numbers in that sense. I was confused by it. <laughs> uh, basically, the long and short of it is that we found the one, and it is this show. I'm, I'm, I adore this show. When we're done with this, we're going to watch the other two seasons, and then we're going to. I, how do you even get MTV? Like, where does that MTV even live? I don't if know. we get a cable box, will it be there waiting for us when we... Do they still do cable boxes? I don't even know. Is TiVo... What does TiVo become? Can I, <laughs> can I put my virtual reality headset on right now and mm-hmm. be inside Are You The One, the MTV experience? Who would I be? Devin. Thank you for asking. Devin. <laughs> Who would I be? You would be Cheyenne. Okay. Chill as fuck, like down to... Yeah. I know the people's names on this show, which is like a really good sign. I'm not kidding. I love this show... So very much. If you listened to it last week and thought like, oh, I'm glad they found a show they like, but I'm still not going to watch it. Um, watch it because it's really good television. It's good stuff all around. I'm very happy. I'm going to break out of this weird voice character I've been doing the whole time. Just like this blissed out like dude who's talking in a low voice. I can't give up the low voice. It's just how my voice is. But um, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> so we decided... Uh, in an effort to kind of keep things fresh, keep things moving, uh, keep it vital, that we would, in this episode of Rose Buddies, talk about multiple episodes of Are You The One? Because we don't want to... Listen, gang. Bachelorette is going to be on late May, right? Late May yes. is when it comes back. We're not going to have enough time to do, like, one episode of this podcast per episode of Are You The One Season 3. Um, also, I think we'd lose a lot of people. I think a lot of people, we, we yeah. put out a poll and like in 90% of the folks listening to this were like, we want you to do more Are You The One because it's the best fucking television show ever. And we're down with that. But there's a lot of other ground to tread. Yes. So we did half the season. This episode of Rose Buddies, next episode, we'll finish out season three. I'm like fucking stoked. It was hard for us to actually stop this because mm-hmm. we told people we were going to watch episode five. And then we watched episode five just now before we recorded. And we're like, I want to do episode six. Yeah. Yeah, so I did my best to kind of whittle each episode down to its kind of key dramatic moments. We're joined, we should mention we're joined by our special guests, the fucking gas, ass, ass company. I'm not even going to call them a gas company because I'm going to call what they are, which is an ass company. 
which is like, just like rolled up a fucking truck to our neighbor's house. It's 8.30 at night on a Monday. And you're like, time to start working now. I mean, we should probably be grateful. If there's some kind of gas emergency, I, I would like it taken care of as soon as possible. That is a good point. Um, Spe- but what's speaking more, of but- gas emergency. Like farts? I don't know, Griffin. I thought I would play into something you were you were good at. <laughs> Farting? <laughs> no, just that kind of humor, you know? That potty, kind of, oh, like potty humor. That kind of That's humor that you, you do? Uh, yeah, like a clown. <laughs> like some sort of clown would like some sort of clown would do. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um we're we're busting out the top moments of okay. episodes two through five. I do wanna like should we do like a, a recap on what the show is if people missed the last episode? It is a dating show, ten men, ten women. All ten have been scientifically matched up to have a perfect match on the other side. Um, on the same side. Have they ever break it, broke it down by gender? I don't think so. What if they're like, Nelson, what's up? It's Chuck this whole time. You didn't even know. I don't think that's happened yet, but I don't think they've ruled it out. That would be sick as hell. Um, so there are a couple key points along the way. There is the truth booth. That booth of truth. It's only gotten sweeter. I actually shouted yes at the reveal of the latest episode of the truth yeah. booth that we yeah, watched. Yeah. Uh, the truth booth kind of preemptively challenges the compatibility of a couple uh, before the match ceremony. It's the only way to find out for sure if you are a match with somebody or not. If you are, you go to the honeymoon suite, and we've been clarified many, many times over that if you're in the honeymoon suite, you're just, like, not hanging with the rest of the squad, and, like, you're doing your own thing, and you don't vote for the match at the end. But you still get that prize money. You still mm-hmm. do get the prize money at the end of the show. It is an all-or-nothing thing. At the match ceremony, you kind of get a... um a sum total of the matches where in the truth booth, you get a very specific reading on one couple. Yes. Uh, and then the matches, uh, you, there's beams of light, zero to 10 lights. If you get mm-hmm. 10, you win the million dollars. If you get zero, it's a blackout and you lose a quarter of a million of the million dollar prize pool that is split between all 20 people at the end of the show. Um, in episode one, Rachel and I threw our fucking hats over the fence. We were like some, obviously like we know who yeah. like maybe, Six of the couples are like yeah. Chuck and Hannah for sure. For sure. Um, a lot of, we are laying down a lot of game that we now recognize was not game. It was actually shame. So first week they got two matches correct. Two out of 10. Which we, seemed like not a bad start. Seems like actually a fucking excellent start. It seems like if a blackout's going to happen, it's going to be that week. You don't have any hard data yeah. points or soft data points to compare against. Mm-hmm. Cause again, between that, the array of 10 and 10, there's 3 million different possible ways they can break out. More than 3 million different possible ways they can break out. I got into some, like, forums of people, like, breaking down the math of this show. And it's some interesting shit. Anyway. Anyway, episode two? The Reckoning. Okay. The Great Reaping of Are You the One Season 3. Uh, so at the end of last episode, as you'll recall, Kiki finds out that Devin is not faithful to her. And so you have to kind of deal with that aftermath. Devin apologizes. Uh... And she quickly accepts. There's a lot of that on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, we'll get to it. The, the line, uh, I'll give somebody a second chance, but I don't do third chances was spoken in the latest episode. <laughs> it's just like kind of a fun twist on the way people usually sort of draw a line in the sand. Uh, and then I thought I'd get straight to the challenge. Please do. Uh, the challenge was called, quote, holy bleep. These guys actually said this stuff. Yeah, um, some, some highlights. They, they had to match, uh, sentences being said mm-hmm. to the guys who said them. The ladies did. But it wasn't like a guessing game. It was like a memory game. They were like, well, Nelson said that he likes to jerk off in airplanes. And, yeah. uh, I don't know why that's the one I remembered. Uh, there's somebody that said they loved One Direction. There's somebody that said they cried when they watched Airbud. Well, that's like, have you seen Airbud? 
No. But I know you have a heart. Yes. So I can assume you would cry. What What do you know about Airbud? What the happens? dog dunks the game winning dunk, and he wins the cancer money for the boy. And okay. then the dog, when he like comes down from the dunk, he comes down weird, and you know. <gasps> oh man. Yeah. yeah. So like Air Buddies is like his kids and they all have like similar like they win some sort of operation money for like little kids. Oh, and should we like, have said spoilers before we oh, started spoilers. this? Yeah, yeah. So like Air Buddies the treasure treasure buddies. Um that's a real one where they're like treasure divers. They find the treasure and they bring it up and then like the little girl can get the surgery but then you know sharks mm-hmm. Manta rays. So the women that are able to m- remember all of the quotes with their right partners, the top three get hey, to hey, pick Hey, where do those dates. quotes come from? Did they catch them like saying it on camera? Like somebody saying like, hey, Nelson, don't tell anybody. But, no, uh, they're probably like initial interviews. Like, okay. like tell How us does that come out? something embarrassing about yourself. I jerk off to air buddies. I mean, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I cry in airplanes and I jerk off um, to air buddies. We did find out that Hunter, America's sweetheart Hunter, uh, did have sex with a teacher. Um, that's a fun thing we learned about Hunter. Also, uh, giant hog. Giant rip-roaring, raging. Well, we find that out later. You're step- is this the problem with doing episodes two through five? You're going to step all over. I got excited. Not like sexually, but just like, good for him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was exonerated because of the size of his. His monster piece. Um, okay, so uh, the winners get to go on some sort of motor scooter uh, date. Um, so Kiki chooses Devin, no surprise. Um, Stacy chooses Hunter. And Melanie chooses Tyler. None of this is especially important, but I feel like I should really report the news as it happens. Yeah, well, it's it's all <laughs> rendered null and void by the end of this episode anyway, but... yeah. Um, so after they have their date, uh, they come back. Mike, who we know from a previous episode is a stripper, uh, does some, some, some light stripping, some light stripping. stripping, nothing you would even like, not it, more tame than magic Mike XXL, mm-hmm. which was the one where they got like full balls out. That was the original magic Mike, right? I don't know. I didn't see that one, but XXL has so much choreography. It, but is... no, like full balls. It's like, you don't, at that point, Channing Tatum was such a known quantity that like he wasn't allowed to get his whole hog out in motion pictures. Magic Mike is basically like an indie flick. And that's when like you do, you got to get your hog out if you're going to make this the circuit. Does Channing Tatum get his stuff out in that first movie? I'm saying the odds are better. That he, if he gets his hog out in one of the movies, it's Magic Mike, not Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw XXL and I did not see his XXL. Well, you, you know never pay I mean. attention to that shit. You missed his hog. Oh, you missed Gone the, Girl. You missed the Gone Girl hog. And I was like, you are kidding me. Yeah, I miss Ben Affleck's um, Affleck. It wasn't a great hog shot, but. Uh, what were we even fucking talking uh, about? Okay, so Amanda basically gets upset that Mike is stripping for the ladies, and she confronts him, and then Mike's like, oh, you know, I was just trying to press your buttons, like, we're cool, you know, like, they sorry. Weren't, they weren't, they definitely weren't cool. At this at this time, though, you think, oh, she's going to forgive him in the same way that Kiki forgave. Like, every Devin. woman has uh, yeah. forgiven every trash person in this house. Yeah. Okay, so now it's time for the truth booth. 
That booth of truth. I forget. This is one of the like nine times that Kiki went into that yes, truth Yes, this booth, is right? Devin and Kiki are How finally. How did Kiki become such a hot commodity? I can't figure that out either. She went in episode one as well, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So Kiki in episode one went in with. Kiki went with Hunter Country Boy. And that's when he was like, oh, you're so upset. Yeah. You're so devastated. Yeah, because Kiki and Devin have been a couple from the first app. And so they go into the truth booth. Uh, everybody is like, they're for sure a match because they're so into each other. They are not a match. This was the, so this is the first time that sort of one of the wrinkles that I hadn't even considered uh, kind of revealed itself in a big, big way is that everybody, as soon as these two came back in the house, they knew they were all over each other. These two, as soon as they came back in the house, there were a lot of folks, Mike sticks out. Who are like, okay, you guys know you gotta like go clean slate right now. Yeah. You can't like hang, spend all your time fucking hanging out with each you other. You gotta figure this out. You gotta get back out there and help us figure this out. And, and at first I thought that was so silly. Like, if you like somebody in the house, you can still like do whatever, hang out with them, do whatever you want. Um, and just like look for your match on the side. But like, socially, that's not really how it would work because like if you were hanging out with somebody, nobody's ever gonna approach you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, people are really jealous on this show. It's a game ass game, but like, there's still that social stigma. Yeah. Like, it, that's not that's permanent. That like, you can't, you really can't get away from that. And that's happened a few times of like two people talking, trying to get to know each other, and some territorial jag, yeah, like walks up and like, hey, is this guy bothering you? Um. So I, I don't want to skim past the um the reaction of Devin to the truth booth. What was his reaction? Uh, he said, "Quote: This is whack." And then he flipped off the monitor in the truth booth. Yeah, take that, technology. He passed the Turing test. He knew he would be angry <laughs> at in that situation. And then it shows Devin and Kiki in like a little confessional. And they're like, we're just going to, we're going to stay under the radar. You know, like this is the radar and this will be us under it. And I remember um, seeing that and being so angry at them. Yeah. Little did I know, like that was going to be literally That's going to be what everybody does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the truth booth delicious i mm-hmm. love it it got kind of boring there in a while because they kept sending kiki in all the fucking time but it's getting good again uh so this week is really exciting because this was the best week so there's no at this point they aren't really playing strategy as like you know austin has said kind of like we guys we need to play strategy but most of them are kind of like oh, i like this person like uh, you know i could see myself being physically compatible with this person so they go into this matchup ceremony just kind of just fucking floating around higgledy piggledy picking anybody six of the couples stay with the couple that they had at the beginning uh, so six of the matches that were the matches in episode one stayed matched up for episode two, which is like kind of incredible. I know you can't really like get together and democratically decide like, okay, which were the two matches? Like the 20 of us sit down in a room. I and thought really like nobody out- stayed together and that was the problem. No, four, uh, four matches were the only matches that switched. Six matches oh. stayed together. Okay. Uh, and in that matchup ceremony, no matches. No lights. Blackout. Blackout. Prize pool down to $750,000. This was something I had not considered, it, mainly because I didn't think they were going to ever black out. If you got two that first week, like, you're so far ahead of the curve. You're good. You're good yeah. to go. Um, this was something I had not considered because at this point, we had maybe six couples. We had, like, uh, the surfer guy. Hannah and, and Chuck. Hannah and Chuck. You had... Um, Mike and Amanda, who Mike were like, and Amanda, they were the sure. ones who were like having sex and like telling each other, like, you're my match. I'm inside mm-hmm. you. You're my match. Um, you had, uh, Nelson and Cheyenne, Cheyenne uh, who I thought were like real cute together. Well, mm-hmm. I know Nelson's kind of a tool. 
Uh, and then like two or three other like couples that were like, Tyler and Rashida, I think we're pretty excited about. And so like the, there were all these matchups that you were so excited about. And then Connor and Kayla were really into each Connor other. Connor and too. Kayla were real deep into it. And we just thought like, Oh, well, they, these people this all seem time, so I, compatible. This could be a short season, <laughs> no matches. Yeah. So like Devin, Devin, who kind of came around for me because I like a good like audience surrogate in a show and he's kind of that. He had this amazing reaction of like, nobody here is everybody who everybody's sitting next to is wrong for them. Yeah. Like, that's a, we couldn't do that again <laughs> accidentally if we tried. Um, and so. But, but at the same time, I will say this from a math standpoint, that is, <laughs> that's so many like hard data points that now you have yeah. that you can use for every other matchup. I think I, it sucks. Like the, their prize pool got cut down. What? They had 50,000 a person before. Now they're getting like 37, something like that. Uh, so that sucks on ice, but like to know 10, 10 combinations that yeah. aren't right is like so hugely valuable. And they use that the following week to prevent themselves from getting counted out. Cause you know, from those four matches that did change, uh, two of them were the correct match from the beginning. So like, I'm obsessed with the math of this show. I, I think know it's you fucking are. Great. I think what's interesting is that they keep getting urged to go with their hearts Yes. Anytime they fail, which happens several times, there's this, you guys just need to go with your hearts. And I feel like, what what does that mean in this case? I think it's got to be a combination of both, because if you just go by math, you only got 10 weeks. There's, n- I don't think there's any way that you can guess right, right? Like, you have to, you ha- there has to be some semblance of, like, I'm really into this person, they're really into me. I bet we're a match. But, like, to sit down and be like, I'm into these three people. And and create, like, a grid of, like, a scoring room. I talked about that in the first episode. Just, like, sit down and talk about who your top favorite people in the house are. Yeah. And figure it out that way. There's, there's got to be some element of, like, I'm feeling it with this person. That That is, like, an informational advantage. It's just not, like, it's just not hard. Well, and I think what what also comes out of uh, this next week is the idea of fake couples. So, these so couples that, that refuse those, to separate. Of those six, there were maybe... I think there were Amanda and Mike were still like going hot and heavy. Uh, Hannah and Chuck. Hannah and Chuck are like going real hot and heavy. Uh, Kiki and Devin are like not mm-hmm. giving up. So like all these couples that like know they are not each so other's matches. Yeah, so are they're just like, fuck it. I'm gonna. They're know. getting called fake couples in that they know they're not compatible, but they're still refusing to, uh, quote, open their hearts, I guess, to other people. Yeah. Uh, which is preventing any kind of progress. It's so interesting, dude. Like the 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 hardcore crushes that you had week one, that's like gonna be hard to break off from. And then it plays out the same in every other like reality show, even remotely related to this. Because in like Survivor, the the you win Survivor based on like the first ten minutes off the boat, like when you first roll up to your beach, and that first ten minutes, you're like you 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 and me. Like, we're sticking strong, and as long as we just stay the five of us, we'll be good. I think that similar thing, like, happens in this, where it's just the first person you talk to and make a connection. Yeah. With. And that's so hard to break off from. Yeah. Well, and they do, that's the point that they start to realize further down the road, is that, you know, we consistently make these mistakes in our real life, and we are doing it again here. Yeah. Where they just go instantly for the physical attraction, and then try and rationalize a connection beyond that. So these fake couples... They're not going nowhere. No. Not for a while. Well, some of them burn up. Bright and, bright and fast, like a yeah. dying star. Let's go on to episode three. Who, who was the 
Okay, yes. Episode three. Episode three is the aftermath of episode two. It was very bad. A lot of tears. So we open up with Rashida just having a full meltdown. This is how you do me, like yelling yeah, at God. Yeah, literally saying, God, please tell me why. Um, who is she? Who is she matched up with? I didn't think she was like in like a, a tight she, connection. She was more upset. About the money? About the money, yeah. That's a lot of money to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hannah and Chuck are very upset. Uh, Chuck says this is the worst feeling you could possibly ever imagine. Um, Nelson and, and Cheyenne are, are, you know, feeling the effects. Uh, Austin is the one that is saying, hey, we're all here because we're bad at this. We have to figure this out. Strategy is the way to go. Austin has been, like, banging that drum this yeah. whole time. And, in fact, Austin is responsible for the only... I think he's responsible for the only perfect match in the house so far, which... We'll get to that later. But he's the only person that told the guy, like, you have to go for this yeah. one woman because you guys are super good together. Yeah. You have to stop doing this one thing that sucks and go for this thing that's guaranteed a lock. And yeah. Uh, and so then we go into the beach challenge, uh, which is called, called, quote, these girls are stacked. That's fine. Good, good, good job show. Yeah. Uh, where they throw tires on poles and each tire has a dude's name on it, and the dude whose name is at the top of the stack at the end of the round gets uh, to go on a date with that woman. So there was no strategy for this whatsoever. Just no. like a dude would wait until there were, there was a max of six tires, so a dude would just wait until there were five tires on a girl's name. They just run up to her and throw throw a tire. Yeah, over. dudes and just so want dates. The dates there were three dates, and they were just like garbage, garbage, garbage. Like no, no, no. Like, dudes just wanted to go fucking... Nobody had any compatibility at all. Yeah. Um, it, they were, yeah, jet skis, and then they had a date on, like, a, what they called a floating love palace. Um, and there was almost no connection between anyone on that date. So the truth poof that week was Kiki again and... Zach. Zach? Zach, yeah, Zach and Kiki were on the Love Palace together. Oh shit, that's right. And that had nothing awful. to talk about. Um, and that's when the people, because this is Kiki's third week, they're saying, you know, at this point, let's just keep throwing Kiki in there and narrow it's not, down, yeah, it's not yeah that, like <laughs> narrow down her matches. Uh, and surprise, surprise, she did not match with Zach. They had a convo on the boat that was really, really brutal to, like, we've watched so much Bachelor and Bachelorette at this point. Like, we are, we can digest most, like, awkward yeah. conversations that happen on television shows. This was some next level shit. He like, was like, he's like, so, uh, what do you like in a guy? And she's like, oh, you know, someone who's funny and nice. Hey, how's my, how's my hair look? Does it look okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they boy. actually did that. When you have to ask the person that you are ostensibly trying to make your hair look okay for if your hair looks okay, that's probably like, it probably means it's not popping, not well, cracking. When we started dating, what was your hair ritual before we, before we would go out? Um, I would, uh, blindfold myself. Uh huh. And then I would like bind my legs really, really hard until it hurt. Mm-hmm. And then I would put the I would put on the clamps and I would just pull my hair just as hard as I could. Arr! Yeah, I would shout and I would shout, "You're not good enough! You're not good enough!" <laughs> and then I'd be ready. What's wrong? <laughs> um, no, that seems about that tracks. That's yeah, I mean, what we I was live thinking. together now. Mm-hmm. You know the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it seems like you bind different areas, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to get bored with it. 
Yeah. That's why I started doing this shit in the first place. Yeah. Um, uh, so truth booth, no match. Um, and, oh, we could talk about Hunter at this point. Hunter does his, his, uh, his talent show this episode. He's got the hugest donger. Like they have a so the since the guys failed so miserably, apparently they had had a bet with the woman that if they did worse, they would quote cater to the women. So they all are wearing these like boxer briefs and twerking and dancing. And uh, and Hunter, we see Hunter go into a separate room and kind of like fiddle with himself and come back out, and everyone thinks he put a uh, a, a sock, sock down there. his trousers. Yeah. Um, and somebody calls him out for it, and he's like. Do you want to see my penis? And they're like, yeah, I want to see your, oh my, oh my God. He was, quote, uh, he quote helicopters, which Griffin, I'm going to need you to uh, describe. I don't know what that means. What is it? What does it mean to helicopter? Baby, you're smart. You know, you can figure it out. It's so it, it does it's he pretend he's penis, driving? It's a, when you have four penis okay. shafts. Uh-huh. And then you press the button on yourself mm-hmm. that makes your inspector gadget dick go wild do you have to say anything have you ever heard somebody say like what that dick do though yeah the answer that can be for sure and then you like lift yourself up by the torso yeah you get out of there and hunter was able to get up really high he was able to get up super high because his dick's really big Mm -hmm. yeah his four dicks are really really super duper duper big um, what I, my favorite reaction to this was rashida who it's like jump cut to her behind the scenes interview she said Maybe Hunter is my match. <laughs> like, all right, Rashida, get it. Love it. Loving it. Um, and then this is when uh, Mike and Amanda, we see they are still hooking up. Um, Despite the fact that they are definitely not matches. Yeah. Stacy and Alec have this really, like... Bad. Like... Kurt Cobain, Courtney Love kind of thing happening. I know who who are those people. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, That's a joke. In the nineties. <laughs> um no, she's like she's like all over him and it's uh he's not into it like at all. Um They they feel this fear of abandoning because what if they are the match? They don't wanna you know, abandon their partnership and then lose one of those lights at the ceremony. Right. So Alec is going along with it, even though he cannot stand Stacy. They are, they are very unhappy together. Yeah. Uh, and so it gets to the ceremony and this is when Amanda and the host. Holy shit. Really go at it. Okay. So Ryan Devlin rules. He's fucking awesome. He's really great. He I can't a- figure him out. I don't feel like I have a good handle on him yet. He revealed himself to me in this episode. Oh, okay. Of just like, I like a host who's like good at their job. You know what I mean? Like a host, it's the same reason I like Chris Harrison and he didn't get enough time to shine, but like he's good as fuck at hosting this show. Yeah. The best in the biz is my boy Jeff Probst, who is like so, he's like so in love with the game of Survivor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knows everything to talk about. He knows the right questions to ask and stuff like that. But he also, like, gets his ass in there and, like, mixes it up yeah. from time to time in a way that doesn't feel like um he's interfering with anything. And Ryan Devlin, like, busted that shit out in this episode in a big way because Amanda stepped to him and was like, you have no idea how he, she was like, I'm, I'm still with Mike. I still like Mike. And he was like, but you're not a match with Mike. She's like, yeah, but it's just who I like. Uh, and she's she said, like, she, uh, you, you don't, you have no idea how hard it is to do this in the South. Yeah. And somebody. Ryan's like, I'm on your side. And she's like, you're not on our side. She says, you have no idea how hard it is to come in and meet somebody and then be told that you're not the right person. And he said, uh, quote, 
Uh, I'm not saying that what you're doing is hard. I'm saying what you're doing is stupid. Yeah. In reference to the fact that she still wants to be with this dude that yeah. like, the game has decided is not the match for her. Um, and so she says, you're not on her side. Fuck you. And like, like claps at him and cusses him out and flips him off. And Ryan Devlin is like, be watch, careful. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. Like, be careful. Uh, it was. And so Amanda picks Austin. Like, that's, that is the one thing that's happening, is that people will grudgingly pick someone else, but they will make no effort. Ryan even says, come here, they're like, oh, Austin, you can really feel the heat. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of romance here. Uh, Ryan Devlin's amazing. I think he's the best dude. He does this little hand flourish every time a light comes on that I'm just absolutely in love yeah, with. Yeah, he, like, he signals towards the ground. He, like, does a karate chop and, like, signals towards the ground. And, like He's, he's like, like, that's one. And then there's a flourish. Like a, like a WWE ref, like just calling mm-hmm. a, calling a pinfall. Love that shit. Uh, and the other thing I'll say at the end of this match ceremony, Brittany gives a little speech, uh, cause she's been kind of ignored by everybody. And she's just like, Hey, you guys, there's no way your heart is actually involved. Like, let's act our age. Let's get serious about this game. Uh, and they do better that week. They get three matches. Three lights. High score. Yeah. Uh, episode four. Can we keep going? Yeah, let's sprint through it. Okay. I don't remember episode four very well. Uh, so we see more of Brittany right at the top. We know that, uh, Chuck and Hannah aren't matches, so... Brit- Despite the fact that Rachel and I were, like, 100% like, I know, we were 100% they, they sure. They got that SoCal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That billabong lifestyle. They're billing each other's bongs so hard. But no, it was not meant to be. No. Star-crossed, star-crossed lovers. Uh, Brittany reveals that she, like Chuck, likes the water. Uh, they Chuck, ha- that's all Chuck needs to That's hear, all he dog. needs. They have, like, a, a water fight in which she removes her top. Uh, Chuck and- also likes women's breasts. Well, that's not women as much as mermaid. He keeps calling her mermaid. He says that he is a merman and that she is a mermaid. Because her breasts are out and she's in water? She puts her hair over them in a mermaid fashion. She's long hair, breasts, and is mm-hmm. in water. Yeah. So many women could, like, fill that. Mm-hmm. Fill that category. Uh, they do the challenge, and I I share the names. I share the names of these challenges only because they are they're amazing. so awful. Yeah, they're really good. I agree. They're so good, and whoever names them did a great job. I bet it was Ryan. Uh, this one is called Hot Doggy Style. I love it. Great, jo- good joke, Ryan. Uh, there is a like a plexiglass maze, uh, and they each couple will share a hot dog that they will guide the maze through, and the fastest. Two times, get a date. You can't just say share a hot dog. <laughs> You're leaving out a lot of anatomical... Uh, one person will put their ass mouth... to ass. ...on one side of the hot dog. Can I do my Keith David impression? No, please. Ass to ass. Griffin. What's wrong? From Requiem for it's a Dream? It's a really traumatic scene in that film. I guess I forgot like what actually happens in the scene. I just think about Keith David saying, ass to ass. That should give you enough to remember. Yeah, I guess that's enough context. Uh, so, so a woman will hold a hot dog in her mouth on one side of the glass, and then a man will hold a, the other. <laughs> they will each hold the side of the hot dog with their mouth and guide it through the maze together. I know a lot of you guys are thinking, you mean left or right? We'll hold it by, like, the sides? No, they gotta go the long ends. Um, yeah. So, uh... That'd be hard as hell. Were you thinking about the logistics of that? Because if you bite the hot dog, it falls through. Were the hot dogs cooked? God, I hope so. I mean, most hot dogs are pre-cooked now when you purchase them. They were just like cold, clammy hot dogs? Yeah, so, I'm sure. Ugh, God, MTV. 
Uh, so Brittany and Chuck win, so they're able to test out their mermaid merman thing. And Zach and Cheyenne, Zach's really excited about this. Zach feels a strong connection with Cheyenne. Does he? Yeah. I don't remember. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they go on a underwater dive with manta rays. Which Cheyenne is psyched about. Yeah, she is terrified of, uh, I don't know if it's water or water at night. Manta rays are scary or... as fuck, dude. Are she you didn't kidding? know what a manta ray was, so I can't imagine that was what she was afraid of. But it was of. also like diving at night, which sucks. Like, I'm not a big fan of the deep ocean to begin with because things like manta rays exist inside of them. Before you start tweeting at me like, manta rays are peaceful as hell. They are hang gliders that are alive and they have long, sharp tails. So don't, I don't want to hear any of that shit. At night, if one of those things brushed up against me, my skeleton would leave my body. It would shoot out of my mouth. I like to think about them as smiling kites. Smiling water kites. That is fun. Mm-hmm. Are they the ones that killed Steve Irwin or those were stingrays? Oh, no, yeah. Still in the Ray family. Like, I don't want to be racist. Racist? Oh, stop. Just stop talking right there. You're done. That's perfect. Don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. Okay. Oh, shit. That was really hard. Um... So, uh, this is when, so they're on their date and this is when Mike and Amanda fall apart in a major way. Cause Mike again performs a strip routine this time on Stacy, who I always get confused with Amanda cause they are both a lot of East coast, dark haired women. Yeah. Um, there's like a bubble party. There's lots of foam. Mike is dancing. Amanda is very upset. Um, She's yelling at him. At this point, Mike says he's done, says she reminds him of an ex, makes a lot of comparisons to trash and curbs, and they they appear to be over. Yeah, Dunsky. I don't think they got a fourth chance after that, did they? No, that was it. So that couple- That was the end But that's fine. It's a fake couple. It's hard. They exchanged some hard words, and I'm sure it was very difficult for him, but guess what? You're a fucking fake couple. Dr. Love didn't decide that you were right for each other, and this is why. This is exactly why. So maybe give some faith to Dr. Love. He was right. In this case, he was right. Yeah. Um- we see that Chuck and Britt's date goes really well, and nobody's surprised about that. They vote to send them to the truth booth- uh, and Griffin and I really thought maybe it is Chuck. I didn't know. I didn't think this was it. No, you didn't no, think no, so? No, 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 no. But I they're mean, both mer creatures. No, baby. We've established that means that they were in the water at the same time. <laughs> you and I were in the water at the same time this past weekend. We're married and that's great and everything, but you know, we're not mer people, right? No, that's true. Okay, good. Um, we also know that they're not a match because yeah. that's what Dr. Love said. No match. Um, so this is our fourth truth booth. We are batting zero for four. Yep. Uh, and it's not going very well. It's not going very well in the house. I would say spirits are low. Yeah. Um, Zach at this point makes the, uh, the apt observation and says, everyone is just going after the girl they want to fuck the most, which. Yeah, Zach. Yes. Nailed yes, it. Exactly. Um, is this the episode where Austin has this conversation with Connor and says, like, you need to move on from your first crush and start talking to Chelsea? Yes. Connor- I don't know if that happens this episode or not. Well, there was, it was definitely before this most recent episode we watched where Austin, who's like sort of the person most no, interested right. in it the is. game, it's this episode. the game stuff, like taking precedent and doing some strategizing, 
goes to Connor and is like, hey, Connor, like you and Chelsea are a super good match. I think Chelsea's really cool. If it's not you and Chelsea, I think it's me and Chelsea because I'm really into her. I think she's really great. And you guys have a good connection. You know, it's not this girl that you sat with during the blackout. So like, go talk to Chelsea. And Connor's like, yeah, I'll think about and it. They, and they talk. And they do. And he's like, I used to be a drug addict. And she's yeah. like, I counsel drug addicts. And he's like, <laughs> oh, well, fuck. Yeah. And then they like hit it off in a major, major yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I'll say is that when Zach and Cheyenne, so at the match ceremony, Connor and Chelsea pick each other. Um, and, uh, Zach picks Cheyenne and Cheyenne says, you know, we're both, we're both assholes. And Zach responds by saying, yeah, retweet, which I thought. This is bad. This is a bad is thing to say. Is there potential there of like, uh, like next time we agree, if I'm like, yeah. Oh, the people I want to see a house fall on? Yeah, retweet. Like, like, let's say Griffin were to say like, oh, you know what? It's like real nice outside today. And I'd be like, yeah, retweet. Yeah. And then a bus hits both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and then a house lands on the bus. Well, when yeah, would it be, be appropriate? Like, what if I'm like, um, I really, really like this meal we just had? I'd be like, oh, yeah, retweet. And then Does that again, work? house. House every time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you say, if you actually, it's funny, if you actually say the word retweet, even if it's like, hey, did you see that um, tweet I retweeted earlier? If you actually say the word out loud, uh, uh, it's like Bloody Mary or Beetlejuice. <laughs> the house just falls on you because that's, that's not a word. It's a garbage word and you, you should be punished by a house. Uh, so this week, the couples do worse. Last week, they had three. This week, they have two. Not a great result. No. Ryan Devlin gives him an earful. You're going the wrong direction, he says. Yeah. You're, open your hearts. Open listen your hearts. To your hearts. Listen to your hearts. You're not listening to your dumb hearts. You're not listening to your dumbass hearts. You're just listening to your boners. <laughs> just true. Uh, and now we're at episode five. This is the most recent episode we watched. And we it was just a finished watching fucking it. humdinger. Yeah. So this is the one where you think Hannah is done with Chuck because Chuck has been all over Brit, but. And she's very upset that he hasn't come to her defense. There was a moment in the previous episode. It got nasty. Yeah, where Britt, like, calls out Hannah, like, you know you're not a match. You need to get over it. You need to stop going after him. And Hannah's upset because Chuck doesn't say anything to defend her. And when that ever, whenever stuff like that happens, everybody breaks against the fake couple person. Because yeah. they are actively keeping them yeah. from getting that getting that money, son. Yeah, and uh, so... So people are, like, going savage on yeah. Hannah. And Hannah is upset, and we think that she's inconsolable, and then Chuck comes and apologizes, and this is when she says that... I don't give third chances. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, I'll, I'll give them... Everyone deserves a second chance, but... Not a third chance. Not a third uh, but chance. But some people deserve third chances. <laughs> yeah. I have an ex named Henry, and he's on his 28th chance. And but that's I swear to God that's it because nobody gets twenty nine chances. <laughs> uh, and so they hook up, and in what is affectionately called the boom boom room. Yeah, what is that exactly? I've, Ryan says that a couple times. I thought they hooked up in the shower because she got in the shower with him. They've done it a few times. Come in the shower. It was I mean. What's so what? Mm, caught me in the boom boom room. It was I mean. <laughs> What is the Boom Boom Room? You got me red and that. You don't want to hear more of Shaggy? No, keep going. Picture this, we were both butt naked, shouting on the bedroom floor. What, what were uh, they doing on the bedroom I... floor? Picture this, we were both butt naked, banging on the bedroom floor. <laughs> but, 
billabonging? Is that what you said? I think I said bunging. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just like the just like the fancy suite, but you, you just can get in there whenever you want, and then oh. as long as you like put a little flag up so they know. Maybe to hose they make it off. that more clear in season one. Because what we see is like a big dormitory space that has lots of beds. I think that's where you sleep. And then there's a Maybe big, there's a nice separate... bed that you like, boom, Ooh, boom. Oh, I bet that's pretty gross. Hey, baby, when we're done recording this podcast, why don't we go boom, boom? Sometimes I say boom, boom to mean poop. So like that is, it's I, would call the, I would call the it's bathroom a, the boom, boom room. It's a dangerous. Although you could do both, couldn't you? I don't want to get crass, but in a bathroom. I know, I know, I've heard stories from some people who say that they've made love in there. And everybody poops. So. It's the boom boom room. I don't know how to get this out of this. This has been the end of the boom. Well, this is, this has been the end oh, of the boom boom okay. room. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the next challenge is called Anything for Love. It's a girls only challenge. Uh, and the woman who makes it the furthest in the challenge and wins gets to choose both dates. Yes. For her for and her, her second, second place. place. Uh, anything for love is, it's gross. It's bad. But not as gross as I thought it could be. No, but it was bad. So we know that it's going to be like a gross out challenge. Ryan prepares us. Um, but I was thinking they'd have to eat a bunch of gross stuff. No, like they just kind of have factor. to be around it, like near, be, be near some dead squids. The first challenge, yeah, there are different colored golf balls in a tub of squids and they have to find their color. It's uh, not that bad. Like no, there were, there were women who were just like gross. freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And it's like it's just some slime. It's just some goo. And then this second round is you've weird. been in the boom boom room. You know what? Like put your hands in a bunch of slime is like this goo should not feel different to right. you. Right. Uh, the second one's weird. It's you either take five shots of hot sauce or eat a plate of pig's feet. Like do the hot sauce, right? Yeah. Why would you? Well, because if you win the date, you don't want to be like shitting your brains out the whole time, right? Yeah. I guess. But the pig's feet could give you that too. You don't know how your body's going to react to an alien insurgent like that. Rashida, like a real champ, like wins that one no problem. Yeah, She's Rashida like, downs that. Sauce. I've eaten pig's feet a bunch of times. This is great. Oh, I I guess I wasn't watching at that point. I was actually eating dinner while this challenge was on, so I was, yeah. trying, I was actively <laughs> trying not to look at the TV screen. Uh, and then the final one, it comes down to. Chelsea and Rashida, and it is bobbing for an apple in a bucket of fish chum. Rashida was le- considerably less psyched about this challenge. Yes. Uh, and at a certain point, um, Chelsea wins first, and then it comes down to Melanie and Rashida, and Melanie's just like, you know, Rashida needs this. Yeah, Rashida had a kind of a breakdown at the last yeah, match. Because she, right? like, she hasn't gotten like anything going this whole time. Dunking her whole head in there and just coming up just like drenched in fish guts yeah. and not getting anything. But she does it. She's mm-hmm. champ. And so Chelsea uh, picks Connor, uh, which we're all excited about because this is the match we've been waiting to see. And That was the drug drug counselor and former yes. drug addict. And then Chelsea Recovering picks... Recovering drug addict, I should say. Chelsea picks Nelson for Rashida. Uh, Nelson. Nelson's most, been most hung up on Cheyenne. He's been hung up on Cheyenne. Yeah. Um, and it's also just a massive dick. No, he doesn't have a massive dick. Like, we don't. We don't know that though until this episode. Well, I know it now, and I just want to warn our listeners: yeah. don't get too attached to Nelson. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit. Uh, they go on jet-powered surfboards. Looks fun as hell, dude. That's some Back to the Future shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they go on their date, Cheyenne and Zach are talking, and Zach is you know working really hard on Cheyenne, and that's when Nelson comes up. And just kisses Cheyenne right in front of Zach, 
Come to bed in five minutes. And Zach is understandably a little annoyed by that. Yeah. Um, but, and here's the thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So Zach and Cheyenne go back to, I don't think it was the boom boom room. I think it was like the dormitory space and they're making out. And while they're making out, I notice every single bed in that room is stripped. Yeah. It's probably just laundry day. Do you think they do their own laundry? Or no, I think they probably have a guy. You think there's like one guy that has to come in there in a hazmat suit and strip all those beds? <laughs> I think they're clean, clean enough. Maybe that was the, crazy. They don't all sleep in the same room, do they? All the boom boom that is happening. That I think it's man. a different room from the boom boom room. I think the boom boom room has a team. of- The room that Zach and Cheyenne were in, like, had like at least six beds, like six twin beds. But the, that can't possibly be the boom boom room. The boom boom room can't be set up for twelve people to be having sex all at the same time in it. That's uh, that's inhuman. no, I know. But you don't think they're also hooking up in the non boom boom room? No, I think that's a fucking expressly forbidden. It's called the fucking boom boom room. It's not called like another room to hang out in. It's the boom boom room. You know, if if you have a library, you don't read in the kitchen. If you have a kitchen, you don't cook in the library. It's the boom boom room. <laughs> So what do they call the room that in which Boom Boom does not take place? The snooze zone. <laughs> well, Zach and Cheyenne were making out in the SC, uh, and it went really well. They both seemed to feel yeah, good about it. Yeah, great kissing technique. You mm-hmm. could see like a lot of moisture being exchanged between the two of but them. But not here, which just I appreciated. Right, yeah, just the right amount of petting. I didn't want to hear the moisture. Rachel hates the sound and of kissing. And I didn't have to. Um... So Connor and Chelsea get voted to go into the truth booth and the best thing that has ever happened on this show happens. And they are a perfect match. I literally cheered. Me too. I literally was like, yes. I raised my arms in the air and celebrated because like this is, this is, we're four, we're five fucking episodes in. We're halfway through this show. A, a, I just wanted them to make some forward progress on the like cracking the code, but also I was like kind of into it. A, Connor's a fucking dreamboat. B, Chelsea seems like a real sweetheart. C, they seem like they're really happy together. D, you know they're not a fake couple, so that means they could be real. E, it's the first, like, couple that's gone in there that you think has, like, any chance at all because Kiki's not a part of it. And then well, and it, it was Connor and Kayla before, right? Yeah, I think so. And Kayla's so. the one Kayla's who's a, the been throwing worse. fits all over the place. She, For, like, no reason. She was not happy about this new relationship, but then was trying to act like, well, whatever, I want them both out of here anyway. Great, I'm celebrating. Awesome. I love that they're together because she was so it's like, upset. you understand that this is a good, like... Yeah. You're going to get, like, 30K out of this shit. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. You can't have liked in $30,000 worth yeah. within a week. No way. That's good to get out of here. She's also the youngest person in the house, which they keep using as, like... Yeah, they keep saying that. I don't actually know how young she is. I don't either. But, I mean, it is super, like... It's, like... Uh, she just kept saying the same shit over and over again. Like, yeah. I just can't wait for their asses to be out of here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool and great. I think she said she was going to twerk uh, in celebration if they matched. But I don't, I don't then, recall she, seeing her and twerk. And she said retweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe it's her and Zach. He's the one who said retweet, right? Yeah. I'm just putting that one. I mean, I, I was so wrong in that first episode. Let me just like throw one out there, Zach and Kayla. See what's up. Um, so Nelson finds out that Zach and Cheyenne made out because Cheyenne confronts Nelson and says, hey, we've got to move on. We need to win this show. I kiss Zach. And I kiss Zach. And then Nelson throws the biggest tantrum. He's he's breaking doors. He's slamming tables. Just he's like, fuck yelling. That, fuck all that shit. Fuck that shit of like. 
the way that you exert like he's like yelling at zach in front of shine like sitting down at a table with him just like shaking with rage just like picking things up off the table and throwing them across the room like fuck that shit dude like that like level of aggression of like i'm going to kill you yeah get that fucking garbage out of here it's like the biggest red flag ever like if you are this upset that's the craziest thing now there's nine women in this house one of those nine women is looking at that guy and be like "Mm, maybe (laughs) maybe Boy, I would love to be with that dude who's like the like being super, super scary violent right now. Uh, so Brittany gets caught behind one of the doors that gets broken. She's like behind the door. It's like a bathroom where she was like doing her makeup. And he like, and dude like runs through. up and like punches his fist through it and like breaks out one of the panels yeah. of this door, which like, first of all, it's not a very good door. So I'm like, he could have hurt himself. If it was a good door uh, and punches through it. And Brittany was like on the other side of it. So you hear her scream like, yeah, dude. He also broke the latch off of a sliding door. That's two doors down. Oh, it's Ooh. almost the van. That would have been fun. <laughs> Just like, fuck. Oh, man. What I is- can't fucking stand dudes like that or any people like that. There's another point where Connor got slapped, right? By Kayla. Yeah. Because like Connor at one match ceremony was like, oh, it's not me and Kayla. And then Kayla like slaps him in the face. Yeah. And he's like, don't. You can't just slap people. Yeah. We're on a television show. If this was A&TM, Tyra would have been like, you're fucking done. Get the fuck out of here. Tyra would have looked at what, what dude was doing and been like, you broke two doors. You, it's time for you to fucking go. Well, but are you the one is not trying to book any of these people for careers in the industry? Yeah, I guess that's true. Of reality day. I get it. Like, there's like, everybody's fucking drunk all the time with these shows. I get that. But like, I was just thinking like being any person in a household with a guy who's like throwing shit against walls and like punching through doors and like screaming and just like standing there shaking and making those like uh, microaggression movements of looking like they're about to like, oh, they just want to punch something or somebody so bad. Like go to hell. Uh, this is my, this I'm drawing a line in the sand against aggression. Get out of here. No, I think that's, I mean, it's valid, especially. In this situation where you are forced to find a partner. I know. Anytime anybody does, I get that everybody's here like looking for love. I would spend way more time on this show, like watching this woman like slap this guy for literally no reason and then scream at him for literally no reason and thinking like, please, God, please don't be her. Please, God, I wouldn't know. it be so fucking terrible if it was her? Fuck, that would suck. Um... So the other thing that happens before the match ceremony is that Brittany and Chuck hook up um, outside, basically in front of everybody on the patio furniture. Yeah. And uh, this is when Hannah says, no third chances. No. Unless he asks real nicely. It makes me <laughs> safe. And like, like people were gathered at the window and watching from like 10 feet away. Everybody saw this go down. Yeah. People were saying, like, I'm going to go down to the patio, get a better look. They were not being very discreet. Yeah. Uh, So at the match ceremony, um, I felt like I felt like it was a pretty decent pairing um, all around. All around. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a couple of clunkers. There's a couple of folks who, like, tried it in the last couple ceremonies. And we had matches there. So they're just, like, confident that it is them. And then, of course, we have Connor. And Chelsea, our confirmed yeah. match, who now we just have one constant beam of light in order for them to avoid a blackout. Now they have to have two or more. So you yeah. always have to have one new beam of light. Yeah. So their light comes up immediately. And then we're looking for at least one more. We'll and, for at least one more. We get it. And that is all we get. And that's it. So just they're, the one they're more. They're at two on week five. And yeah. everybody's like, this isn't funny anymore. 
we're halfway through this shit and we're like not even close. I'm looking at the 20 of them and I don't think I, as the viewer with like the benefit of like the narrative crafted by the editors of this show can look in that crowd and be like, well, it's clearly those two. I will say my hero of this episode was Cheyenne because Nelson walks up with Rashida and they, they pair up. And then Cheyenne's just like pissed that he walked up there and acted like nothing happened the night before. So she starts calling everybody out. She's like, the men on this show are disgusting. Nelson walked up there, did nothing. Chuck Nelson is, said nothing about like this. Yeah. He, she was like, you could have hurt somebody. Like, yeah, he'd super, like when he punched through that door, he could have hurt somebody behind the Chuck door. Chuck is like shamelessly like sleeping with women in front of other women. And she's like, Hannah, Hannah does give him a piece of. Yeah. Yeah, Brittany's up there, like, talk about to match up, and Ryan's like, so you hit that boom, 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 right? And uh, Hannah's like, oh, no, that was me the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, Ice cold. Maybe it is the shower. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, so only only one new match, so they are not getting anywhere. They're doing fucking terrible. They're doing so bad. They had three matches on week three with no confirmed matches. So they had three, and one of those was Connor and Chelsea. I think. I think they were matched up on week three. And the following week, they had Connor and Chelsea match. They had two, which was the Connor and Chelsea match and somebody else. And this time they had the Connor and Chelsea match and somebody else. Are you tracking any of this in your head? Like, do I'm you- tracking a lot of it in my head. I have a beautiful mind. Do you think you know like what couple no, split I- up that should get back together for the purpose of this? Well, I mean, that's a good thing about week two is we know like- that was the great equalizer of like that blackout. Like we don't know anything yeah. about those couples. I don't know, dude. I can't look at, I can't look into that crowd and like, I can't, I have no other get bets for Connor and Chelsea. I was like, Oh yeah, they're they're That would be cool. But it's just so they've so like locked in. They spent so much time. They spent maybe three weeks, which like doesn't sound like a lot of time. But that's three tenths of the total time that they had just like dicking around. Yeah. Well, it made me think, what can we learn about Connor and Chelsea that will suggest how the other matches might work? Well, they had like that huge, I, I, I think like, I don't know, we, we know nothing about the matchmaking process. We know nothing about like what establishes the matches. Uh, but the fact that Chelsea is a drug counselor and he is a recovering drug addict is like, that seems like a pretty... They did. They had one of the few like in-depth conversations that has happened on this season they're also like that's not the only thing like they're they're they seem genuinely cool together yeah um but it seems like there's a pretty maybe there's like a well, but if you think about it, everybody else is talking about like yeah i want someone who loves family and who you know can take care of me they're like not really revealing themselves at all well, we had the two we tried the one we had uh uh who's the uh britney Who's kind of a southern girl, and then Austin? No, who's the southern Hunter? Bo- Hunter, sorry, Austin and Hunter are both the most like southern ass names like ever. Yeah, uh, Hunter and Brittany are like, oh well, they're that's that that could be something. They're both like country yeah, country nope. people, but it's not. Nope, didn't didn't did not did not. Uh, I don't know. I don't think these kids are gonna get very much money from doing the television show together. No. I think they're going to leave without very much money in their hands, and I think maybe we'll get three pairs total. I'm excited to see what that honeymoon suite life is like next week. I would be psyched out of my fucking mind to get the fuck out of that house. I know. They I really, I genuinely, really excited. So I, 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 it's not negative. Like, I really do like the show, and I do like a, like a lot of the people on it. Like, Devin is kind of a tool, but, like, he's a funny, he's a funny tool. He wore, yeah. like, a cheetah print to this ceremony, which I was into. Um... But like some of the people genuinely fucking suck. 
Um, yeah. And I would be psyched to not be in a house with them and That's anymore. That is what's different about this show. Every other reality show we watch, like, people get eliminated. Yeah. And that does not happen yet. on this show. I, I, I am excited to see more implications of what the, like, the whole concept of the show is so rich with possibility of you're supposed to like really sync up with people and form like a connection with them. But at the same time, that connection could not be the right connection that you need to win the game show. And so what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? What does that disconnect mean? And how do you sort of navigate it? And most of them are revealing anytime they, they partner with somebody who's not their match. They're all like, Oh yeah, this person is exactly like an ex that I've been with before. Which you know? is also interesting. Like, yeah. It could be bullshit. The matchmaking shit could be complete garbage. But every every person on week two is like, this is the person I was immediately drawn to. And it was like, well, none of you are right. Yeah. So there's got to be something to the fact of like, a lot of them are having that realization of like, oh, I've dated people like this before and it fucking sucks. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This doesn't work out. Yeah. I, the the truth booth, I can't say enough good stuff about it. Like having a climax in the middle of the episode, yeah. that doesn't happen for any reality show. That's amazing. Like that's some of the most exciting shit that happens in the whole the whole thing. The match ceremony is exciting. Like figuring out like how much closer or further away they are from like figuring it out. That's really cool. That truth booth is like delicious. And then like you spend the whole show like theorizing who's gonna like get it, who's gonna be the real match. Like there's so many like watchable things about this show. It's insane. Yeah, and it's quick. Each it's episode quick. is yeah. like. 20 minutes or no sometimes? it's four that's it's it's a 40 it's a full hour long oh, show really? it's like 42 minutes without oh. commercials yeah wow. it feels like 20 i know it does it's a good <laughs> ass show i'm like i'm so psyched to finish this season yeah so next episode we'll watch six, six through, ten. through ten there's 10 episodes right i'm just assuming there's 10 weeks and these clowns aren't going to figure it out so yeah episodes. unless maybe there's a reunion up yeah i don't know i don't know um so yeah we'll be finishing this out and then we'll move on to a new show um i'm glad that everybody's liking it as much as we are yeah I, I genuinely like talking about it it's a fucking killer show. I, I want to know more about it. I want to like, I want to watch the other seasons. I'm excited that we, that doing this podcast has brought a new show into our lives that we can like <laughs> obsess over. Um, <clears throat> but thank you all for listening and thanks for joining us on this journey. Um, thank you for reviewing us on iTunes. If you haven't, if you could do that, it would help us out. And yeah. Subscribing to us on iTunes and telling a buddy. Um, a rose buddy. A rose buddy. Uh, we share the name of our podcast with a Minecraft server. Um, <laughs> so, like, the hashtag RoseBuddies column I have in TweetDeck is uh, either populated by people saying funny things about the shows we're watching or screenshots of somebody's, like, block farm. I thought it was also, like, a, like there was a pet. A, there was a, like, perfume for dogs or some shit. <laughs> I don't know how they landed on the name RoseBuddies, but how did we? Oh, I know why. It's a, It's, like, a fun pun. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you to the gas people outside who went away halfway through. Yeah. And um, I'm Rachel McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right reasons. Right reasons.